Welcome to Sport Eyes Network Football. I'm your Hanko Abdelhamid Abdelkarim. And on this on today on today's show, we shall be taking a recap at some key games that went down across Europe over the weekend. All right, Toby, are we having Toby? Um Toby Alabi, Kubeski, Bashir, and uh, Franklin on the show. Without further ado, let's start with the English Premier League. All right, let's start from the kickoff, the early kickoff we saw on, on Saturday between Leicester and Arsenal, where Arsenal defeated Leicester at the King Power Stadium by two goals to nil. Yeah, I have with me is it Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. Game, yes, and Arsenal surprisingly defeated Leicester at home at the King Power Stadium by two goals to nil. And that means since the were trashed by Manchester City by five goals to nil. Arsenal have played nine games, they've won seven and they've drawn two. Is it safe to say that Arsenal have turned the tide? Good day, football, Juju. So I'm happy to be back on the show. Definitely, Arsenal has turned the tide. I, I think I'll be biased if I say otherwise. Looking at the table right now, they are just five points behind Liverpool, three points behind Manchester City, and these are people who have been tipped to win the league. This, I know it's very early in the season, but you have to consider that five points is something Asana can make up, considering the kind of form they have been in recently. And uh, I don't know, against Leicester, they needed their goalkeepers to step in for them, but it's what happens for a big team. One day it's with this player, another day it's with this player. But one important thing we have to check in this Asana team that they are securing wins, which we know is very rare for them. And they have won their about last five games. They are, okay, they did not win some, they drew one of them. But the main thing that they have not lost for a long time now, and that is very important for Arsenal at the moment. Now, if you take a look at this Arsenal side at the moment, I mean, who we consider as their most important player? Who is that player that Arsenal can't afford to do without? I mean, Arsenal can't do without Aaron Ramsdale, Bukayo Saka, or Emi Smith-Rowe, or the player, the player you think I have not mentioned. Definitely, I have to. I have two players in my head right now. I don't know which particular one to pick, Ramsdale or Amy Smith Rowe. Because I guess I'll go with Amy Smith Rowe because he's someone that they can't find the deputy easily. I feel like Leno can come in and manage and do at, at least sixty or seventy percent of what Ramsdale is doing right now. But Smith Rowe is. I I feel like he's the heart of the Arsenal team right now because not only is he scoring the goals, he's also getting the assists. Right now, is like their most important player. Clearly, their most important player. Ramza is a, a close second. But I'm going with Mitro. It's very important to the Arsenal system at the moment. Absolutely. I've never, I've never eaten my soft spot for Emis Mitro. I mean, the way he plays football gives me orgasm. I mean, that guy is a fantastic player. And I think he is one that will depend 
uh, that, that we define where Arsenal will finish or how Arsenal season will pan out. And so, Franklin, finally on Arsenal, uh, this should switch. Can, can Arsenal finish in the top four if you, if you all consider the fact that they will not be playing in Europe or they've not been playing in Europe? Tough question, tough question. Considering uh, I want to answer this question without any bias in me, but I still feel like it is to be tough to make the top four because the top four in the Premier League is actually very strong. Obviously, in everyone's mind, if he's making position for top four, it's going to include Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. So we are not talking about who is going to make up the top four team. We have Manchester United, we have Arsenal, we have Tottenham Hotspur, we have Leicester City, we have Anash West Ham United. So it's very big. Very big question, which I doubt Arsenal will make up. I feel like Arsenal have improved, but they have a lot of things to work on. Against Leicester City, they won the game to zero. But if you watch the game fully, you see that Arsenal were also lucky in that game. It could have gone either way. It could have been a draw too, if, because in the second half, Arsenal were non-existent and they depended on their goalkeeper to save them. I know some situations like that have happened for Chelsea and all that, but I feel like Arsenal still have a lot of things to work on. Personally, uh, on the team, if they don't, if I don't see those changes, it will be tough for me to just include them in the top four. And obviously, we know Manchester United. Even if it's not with Ole, we expect that they are going to have a date push to that top four, even if they are not around that area by the ending of the season. So I guess I will have to see end with Manchester United. That's us now make it. And West Ham are a top axe. If you ask me now who is going to finish ahead, West Ham or Arsenal, I could probably go with West Ham United because. They are just they just have an outsider chance. That is just it. I feel like as now we have to show us more. Let's know that they can be consistent. All right, let's move. Uh yes, let's talk about Chelsea. Yes, uh, Chelsea also defeated at the same Genesis Park. Just uh, Chelsea defeated Newcastle by three goals to need. No Lukaku, no Vena, no Messi Mons. No problem for this year of the side. Yeah, we want Chelsea. I feel like Chelsea is different. So. It's also because of the way they have been able to keep the team solid till they score those goals. It, the game against Newcastle is the kind of game where it will be tough for you to score and. Unluckily, you consist from the counter attack, but the defense kept it very, very simple. They were never in trouble at all. Uh, they were able to keep the team intact. This is the fifth minute where they scored it. Uh, it's very important in this kind of games to not concede till you have the, the breakthrough, let it not be too late. Um, it's, just, it's just typical Chelsea. They had a lot of issues up front, considering that they have Lukaku, Verna, Pulisic, Mount, as for that game. They had Kovacic out, who has been one of their biggest chance creators this season. And they were able to grind out that result. Newcastle a very bad team. Let's not overstate this game a lot for Chelsea, but they were able to keep the game very simple, get a 3-0 win, very comfortable 3-0 win. Simple, over to the next game for Chelsea. That is what it is. It's just 10 games into the season. I doubt they will even care much about stuff like this. Uh, talking about Chelsea's defense, now Chelsea have considered just three goals after 10 rounds of games in the Premier League this season. And um, if you not forget the fact that Chelsea also holds the Chelsea holds the record for the least goals considered in the Premier League season uh, on that, which was, I mean, which, that feat was.
Chino and Jose Mourinho in 2012 and 14 they considered just 15 goals. You see Thomas Tuchel's side, you see this Thomas Tuchel's side breaking that record. Absolutely no. Uh, if it is what I want, I wish we can break the record. And uh, mathematically, if possible, they can break the record. Considering from their three in 10 games, let's say there are 40 games in the league. That is three times four, 12, 12 goals this season. But we know how the Premier League works. One day on your body, you can just concede four or three goals on that day, like last season. Chelsea had a good defense last season, but they still considered five goals to West Brom. And that alone can literally mar your whole record. 15 goals in a season is, is absolutely crazy. I don't know how Chelsea did it that season. But in this current football we are playing, it will be very difficult. If it happens, realistically, it can happen, but it will be very difficult to happen. You can just come on a Saturday or a Sunday and just concede four in one game. That is how bad it can be. So let's just be looking out for that. But I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Hopefully, Chelsea will just concede below 20 goals this season. But considering below 15 goals, now that will be another thing altogether. All right, uh, Franklin, when Chelsea win the league, I mean, three points ahead of Manchester United, sorry, ahead of Liverpool, five points above Manchester City, Manchester City fifth, Manchester United, Manchester, uh, Manchester United next in the Manchester Derby, Liverpool to play the Stormont West Ham side. Now, play this as a trick question because I'm definitely not giving you a yes or no answer to this question. We just win it's just three points ahead of Liverpool, and we are just playing just 10 games. Just 10 games. The time times in the season have not come. We have not actually entered the December and February period and January period. Many more can happen within these three months. Definitely, uh, I feel like I should not be a prophet here or anything. No one can really tell who will win the league between Chelsea, Liverpool, or Man City. You don't know who can even snap it up. Right now, it's still tight, and we have just played just few games. I'm not answering this with a yes or no. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's move. Uh, we also saw Manchester uh, City losing at home, shockingly, to Crystal Palace by two goals to me. You don't forget that Manchester City have had. I mean, I had a very brilliant uh, form against this Palace side in the past. I've had a very brilliant form against this Palace side in the past. In fact, they want to sing for the last 17 games against Crystal Palace. This was, this was a shocker of results. Definitely, for sure, it was a shocking result. But personally, I feel like the red card influenced the game. If Manchester City were 11 on that pitch, Crystal Palace would not be getting away with three points. Best thing would have been a draw. But it is football. If you get your red card, you cost it yourself. You can't blame anyone for it. Crystal Palace had a better team on the day and they won. So the shocking is about is the league. Every team is surely going to drop points to one of these kind of teams on one day. It was just Manchester City's day to drop points and they dropped it. Uh, Franklin, talking about uh, dropping points, uh, Liverpool also dropped point against Brighton despite taking a two-goal lead against Grand Potter's men. Huh. Franklin, what is happening to Liverpool? Liverpool have now dropped point against Brentford, dropped points against Manchester City, dropped point against Arsenal, dropped points against Brighton. You should not forget that three of the four draws we've played this season have come at Anfield. This is no stuff of champions. Mm. Brighton is a very good setup. 
before the game, I expected Bryson to give Liverpool a very good fight. Well, I still expected Liverpool to win the game. I won't lie to you. Lie to you. Uh, I was watching the Chelsea game when Liverpool were leading 2-0. I was probably even looking at maybe to be a 5-1, 5-2 win for Liverpool. Shockingly enough, Brighton were scoring back. We are scoring back. Liverpool are not replying again. Uh, tough, tough game. But one thing was obvious because I tried to watch some recap of the goals. Uh, I feel like Liverpool needed a defensive cover from the midfield and they didn't have it uh, yesterday. At Henderson did not do a good job in the midfield defensively. And Jones obviously doesn't offer much defensively. I feel like they miss Fabinho or maybe a Thiago, a Thiago in the game. Keita didn't start the game, but they needed defense. The midfielders. All right. I mean, I mean. Now, uh, Liverpool went into the season with eight midfielders. Now, five of them are housed in yard. And last season, we saw their defenses issues. And should this, should not, should they also continue to have issues in the midfield? Then it is safe to say that Liverpool will find it. Liverpool might find it difficult to win the Premier League this season. Defensive issues, those are things we can like predict, like what, what is going to happen next month, next two months. Like Chelsea had all their players fit as at last week, as of our last week or so. Um, we are entering this week and our five are injured. We can't predict what is going to happen. And we know Liverpool, when they are fit, when they are fit, they have enough midfielders to carry them to win the league. But we, know, we don't know whether they will be fit. We can't really say will they be fit, but if they continue to have these midfield issues, it's going to be tough for them to win the league. It's going to be very difficult for them to win the league. That is just it. They can't keep using Salah to push on and all that. But they need Thiago to be fit at least for some months because Thiago has just shown that he can't be trusted. But at least if he can buckle up and see it at least 20 games this season, it will be important for them. But you can't really predict how the season is going to go injury-wise. Hopefully they can get a midfielder in January. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Franklin. Um, let's go. Let's go to Manchester United. Yeah, Manchester United also competed for Champions League by three goals to me. And uh, I welcome Bashir to the show. And Bashir will join me to in the show uh, to view that game between Tottenham and uh, Manchester United. Yes, Mohamed Bashir returns to the show. Yeah, Bashir is good to have you back here. And let's talk about Manchester United. I mean, Manchester United returns to winning ways, beating Tottenham Hotspur by three goals to me. Bashir, we've seen this clip before. We're just when you thought Oli is going to be out. I mean, Oli is on his way out. Then you start seeing him getting the result from nowhere. Or you feel that not the only one because they are playing against a very poor Tottenham side. A Tottenham side that has scored just nine goals in their first 10 games of the Premier League, the fewest they scored in the first 10 games of the Premier League season since 2010-2014 season. Well, Pugodris, in as much as I would like to agree with you, so to say, it's as good as saying that we are taking the credits away from the performance of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's manager, to be very honest. The fact still remains this. United, if you should look at the bigger picture, they are, on paper, the squad is very, very good. They have big, big names. They have, they have lots of the, the boat himself, Cristiano Ronaldo, Edison Cavani, 
Because Rashford just coming up um, back from injury. They have a lot of players on the wings. They have uh, Rafa Varane, World Cup winner, so to say. And they have the most expensive defender. But then, the way the team is set up as a unit, we can't just forget that Avarin by Liverpool. But United has been playing a 4 2 3 1 formation. The first time they are going back to the three at the back system is actually what for them. And a, 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 a very quick statistic is this. Polygon Social used to play big teams, quote unquote, big teams with three at three man system. That game against Liverpool, I personally was expecting him to play with three at the back system in order to minimize that the, the, the damage. But then coming back to sports, yes, sports are on a very bad run, but if United is not winning against sports, I mean, who should they now win against? Who? Is it Liverpool? No. Is it Chelsea? No. You just have to capitalize on that opportunity, so to say. And I feel if the team is actually having a very good uh foundation, a very good setup, they can actually beat any other person. If only associate today is being fired or is being sacked from the job. Another coach is going to come in and meet the same set of players, so to say. It's, this is not so bad. We are not bringing in any player. And even if we are bringing in players, it is still going to be almost the same. Year. So, therefore, the basic thing that needs to be addressed is the way United play as a system. So, United on, 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 on their own day can beat the best of the best. Don't forget, this same Manchester United team beat PSG at Park the Prince last season. That was last season, anyway. But then, it's still a fact. You can't just remove it. Yes, sports at the moment are very, very poor. But sports start of the season, they did beat Manchester City. And yes, they've not won any London Derby this season. But then United could as well have lost, so to say. Because United said with themselves, when you should look at it, drew against Everton, lost against uh, Liverpool 5-0, drew against Southampton. These are these are very, very costly games. Like if you're a Manchester United fan and you're sitting down behind the telly, what your mind will be telling you is that these are winning the good games. These are games where you should just have it like a stroll in the park. But then United are drawing. They are losing a loss against Leicester City, having, take, having taken the lead. In fact, having gotten the equalizer via my construction. So, a lot of lapses, a lot of flaws. But then we can't just say that United just won because sports themselves are very, very big. Team. I would just say just everybody coming together, playing for the team, playing for the manager, and playing for the name, the crest, Manchester United, and wanting to win. If United play with that kind of zeal, that kind of energy, any other day, any other. On a very good day, on their own day, they are capable of beating the best of the best. Okay, you want us to appreciate Manchester United for beating Tottenham for sport. Okay, you can have that. Now, we saw a switch information from traditional 4231 under the Gunasuk share to a 3-5-2 formation. That means the likes of uh, Mr. Greenwood, Marcos Rashford, you know, Sancho were left on the bench. And is this the solution that will fix Manchester United's problems for the rest of the season? Considering the fact that you can't afford to have deck of, you know, Sancho, who are on Manchester United spend a lot of money, a lot of money on Mr. Greenwood, the one for the future, and the MB, uh, the, uh, Marcos Rashford on the bench. <laughs> 
Wait. Who tell you that my sister and I can't afford to have the Sancho and Getty? I mean, if we should get uh, Gage Sancho's playing time at Manchester United currently, I think it will be up to 50%, so to say. So, it tells you that so Gona Social can afford to leave Gage Sancho out of there. And even his rating, so to say, is not even that decent to start with. But then, you are saying that you should appreciate Manchester United for Yes. That's it. If Manchester United didn't beat Tottenham, who did they want to beat? Ah, no, now ah, they shall, they shall shoot. There's a way they say this thing that whatever comes your way, shoot. Any, 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 something like that. If you can actually be sports, then I think it's okay for them to actually be sports. That way, three zero, start part. Everybody's okay. Everybody's happy. Personally, I just feel that like a change in information may or may not rectify Manchester United But then. What I can shy away from is the fact that whenever Manchester United used to be at the back to play big teams, they used to have favorable results. All through last year, majority of big games, quote and unquote, that they played, they didn't con- they didn't concede that much. They didn't concede like the game against Liverpool 5-0. They played City 0-0, Liverpool 0-0, Chelsea 0-0, Liverpool 0-0. And all these games were, were more or less three at the back. So which says that whenever United is in three at the back, the, the flamboyant player, so to say, will definitely make do with the bench. And the bigger picture is this. United has a lot of wingers. If I even Cristiano Ronaldo himself, he's a winger, so to say. But now he's more or less a traditional pitcher. Out of striker. Mason Greenwood, Anthony Marcia, Anthony Marcia too, is playing as a winger these days. Marcos Rashford, Jadon Sancho, um, just lingered. So we, we we more or less have four good wingers. I don't say very good, but decent players, so to say. They have four decent players on the wing. But whenever there's a need to change the system, I think the four of them can make, or even more, can make do with the players and they can be satisfied, so to say. It's not a more that you play every game. Sometimes you need to sacrifice yourself for the system. Now, what there are players that they don't suit a particular style of play. They don't suit a particular system. And these are one of the issues that the Social is facing. The likes of Manfred, so to say, the 4 one formation, it's obviously a lacuna, a big, big, big lacuna. And yet, you are still considering, you are doing two defensive-minded players, and you are still considering the way you are. So, which means that there need to be a truth in the system. In as much as I, I agree, that there needs to be a change in the system, there needs to be a change in the personnel. I don't see United adopting a 3-5-2 formation going forward. I don't see them using 3-5-2 formation for the larger part of the season. So, that's the only way we definitely go back to is 3-5-4-2-3-1, so to say. But in big games, coming back with a 3-5-2 formation is actually nice. Then the likes of the defense, you can make do the place on the bench in those big games. Then the normal games, the rest of the season, Play the 4 2 3 1 where everybody gets you know, the space on the wings and you can get the ball out to your white players and they can do so much. So, uh, Bashi, finally on Manchester United, who will Manchester United manager at the end of the season? Ah, that question is true. Because the thing is this, you can't really predict, so to say. 
what they're gonna say as the, the manager now, so to say, whatever you feel that is going to get started the following week, that's when the still begins to gel. That's when they start working together like a well oiled machine. So it's really, really difficult to see my Oligona social living by, by summer, so to say. But at the same time, if results in get to improve and we still have these local room issues and all, and he's not getting his house in order, then there is to say that he may not be the manager come Status quo would be maintained for quite a very long time because the United just offered him a contract in 2024 and he just bought some new crop of players, so to say, to just join him. And I think Manchester United are the type that is willing to give him this summer. So, all things being equal, I'm having my fingers crossed that he's still going to be a Liberal Social, even though the bigger picture is that I, I really don't see him as the right man for the job. But then, United artists tend to be okay with him. And, Come me, who knows? He might have found tied around like Ole used to do. Like he's very, very good at saving his job, as you can see against Paul. I feel he's going to string together a, a, a good performance and brings out a very good result. So I see him there, sad. All right, let's move to Spanish La Liga. And Campino now is uh, stunned to. Yeah, I see. You know, they used to put it. Anybody can just come to Campino now without fear and they play their maximum football and enjoy it and even take points, precious points off of the battle. I mean, a classical is a very typical one. Barcelona has only won the Classico for quite some time now. And uh, the majority of the Camp Nou faithful, that is not a very good thing. Barcelona is not even in top six of La Liga, Alamad Day 10. I mean, these are horrible records, horrible scenes. Tough times for FC Barcelona. Well, Coleman being, uh, being sacked is definitely a step in the, in the right direction, as you can see. But then the bigger question is going to be who is going to replace him? There is talks of Xavi, Eric Ten Hag, a lot Conte too, so to say, but that is where I feel that it actually needs to be addressed. Whoever is coming in to replace Koma needs to be somebody of timber and caliber, not just any other person, because Barcelona these days, they are not the Barcelona that we used to know, so to say, and a lot of rebuilding is taking place. So let's see, this season is definitely not a season, and perhaps if they can be able to bring the right man in, then definitely the tide can be turned around. When you say this is not Barcelona season, okay, that this is season of rebuild, but can Barcelona afford to not make it to next year's Champions League, considering their present precarious financial situation? 
Omo Sapa Chok. Like, Sapa, where they, where they catch FC Barcelona these days? Ah, Omo, you guys say that everyone is saying that. But well, the truth of the matter is this the larger picture is saying that Barcelona will end up in top four. Like, you know, if you bad reach at all, at all, I ain't bad pass. Pass. I can't see objectively now. I don't see Barcelona not finishing in top four. In as much as I don't see them competing for the title, who is the current Ladiga top uh, top leader? That is Real Sociedad, followed by um, Real Madrid. And that game against class against Real Madrid, that class four. And Barcelona will win that game. Barcelona will have been three points ahead of the top spots. That was access school at that point. But the Thank you, Bashir. That's all we can take from Bashir. Time is against us. Yes, Real Madrid also. Real Madrid also defeated Elche by two goals to name. I mean, good performance from Vinicius Junior, who continues his brilliant start to the season. He has now netted seven goals in the French Liga this season. That is more. That that, that is more than the total number of goals he has scored for Spanish in the Spanish Liga ever since he played for the Real Madrid. Just to show you. Uh, that just to show you how good this guy has been, and it's a surprise that Chiche has not find has not deemed it fit to call him up, even called and I mean he called Coutinho ahead of Vinicius uh, Junior. But then Alonso will be happy that he can keep his man, I mean fit up and I mean he can keep his man in the wool before after the I mean, during the international break. Um, we also had the Atletico Madrid also returning to winning wins, defeated Real Betis. That was a fantastic performance. I mean, keeping Real Madrid, Real Madrid at bar is no mean feat. The Bucks derby ended in a one-hole draw between Real Sociedad and uh, Real Sociedad and uh, and uh, Atletico Bilbao. Uh, well, on the La Liga table, Real Sociedad still remains on top. Uh, with 25 points, just one point ahead of Real Madrid and Sevilla, but they played one more game than both sides. But let's quickly move to the Italian Serie A. All right, Toby joins me on this part of the show. Um, Yeah, so uh, Lua Tobi Alabi also joins me, Forza Milano also joins me on the show to talk about the Napoli and the uh, SM Milan's result. Uh, Tobi, let's start on Napoli. Yeah, Napoli without Vito Oshime, uh, grind out the results against uh, Saritana, newly promoted Saritana, defeating them by a go to name. I mean, that was a very good performance from the uh, Luciano Spalletti's men. Well, I would not say it was a very good performance from Luciano Spalletti's men because I've seen them play at a higher level than this they played that today. It seems, it seems their quality dropped because they rested in Sengne and um, a couple of starters with Sime was also rested. Uh, maybe that's why their quality drops, but this wasn't a really, really entertaining Napoli side like we used to know. Uh, but at the end of the day, they got the, the team got the results, even if it was an alpha when they got the result. But then like, I, I feel like the game could have gone anywhere because um Salat they, they 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 had the game, they, they had their defense spot on. They keyed into their defensive game and Napoli were rarely creating anything. And this kind of situation, this is the kind of situation Napoli resort to cross and nod and Osimen breaks down the ball, hold up plays, hold up play comes to the football. It was nowhere to be found. But 
at the end of the day, yeah, they, they, they struggled for it. They struggled for a goal. He, he could have also gone anywhere at the end game when Kodibali, Kwado Kodibali got the red card. Um, Dari Brisbane, it was brilliant. It was quite, it was quite, it was quite a sight to see. It was brilliant. But it was played off the line by a typical pace um, free kick setting where you take your defender back to the post to not the ball up. It was not all that entertaining, yeah, but kudos to Napoli for keeping up the momentum. And kudos to Spalletti and his boys for keeping up the job. All right, kudos to Luciano Spalletti's men, and I hope they keep they keep pushing AC Milan for the title. <laughs> All right, so let's move for let's move to your uh, AC Milan. Yeah, AC Milan brought an hand to DC Morales for the three unbeaten home run. Hundred points for three unbeaten uh, unbeaten home run. Yes, defeating uh, Roma at the Stadio Olimpico by two goals to one. Zlatan Ibrahimovic with a brace. And Zlatan have nominated 401 league goals uh, for his career. Let me start. From, let me let's start from this. So, Toby, I mean, is this uh, Milan season? Before I proceed, um, Ibra did not score a brace today. He scored a goal. The second goal was cancelled out for upside, and Theo took the PK in one. So Theo, um, Leo and Casey took the PK in one. So Casey scored the second goal, not Ibrahimovic. Um, the game was entertaining, all around entertaining. Um, Milan ended Jose Mourinho's 43 game home run. Um, this is Milan's also Milan. Milan has, this is Milan's 15th away win in the calendar year. I think they are on their way to equaling Juventus on Juventus as their record or Juventus of Napoli has a record of 17 away win. Um, the match was quite entertaining. It was frantic from beginning to start. Um, AC Milan came out um of the first half victorious. They were leading 2-0. They were leading 1-0 as a first half and they played they dominated all through the first half. The second half too was also almost the same story till till Hernandez got a red card. But when Hernandez got a red card, I think Moreno's boys they pushed the push for an equal they kept pushing, pushing, pushing till they got one goal. However, there were some incidents in the minutes of the match that I think must have led to controversy. Um, but then the referee waved it out as not a PK. Um, I wouldn't say it's Milan uh title favorites. The title is still wide open. Napoli could go to Napoli, go to Inter, go to Juve, go to Milan. Um, this is just Christmas, so anything can happen. Let's just watch. Ibrahimovic has now scored 700 league goals, I'm sorry, 400 league goals in his career. I mean, Toby, is it safe to say that he has been the best player in the 21st century after Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi? I wouldn't say he has been the best player in his career after Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi, but I would definitely say he has been the best goal scorer in his career after Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. Um, being the best player. Um, revolves around more things than just scoring goals. Though Ibrahimovic build up gameplay, his, his gameplay is brilliant. His older play is nice. He assists, but then I wouldn't, I wouldn't just say he's behind them because uh, there are several players who have more all-round gameplay than Ibrahimovic. But Ibrahimovic is the next in line striker. Is the striker behind them in the century? Kudos to him. Congratulations for the milestone. Um, Lion, as he's popularly known as, he keeps on roaring. Let's hope he rouse against Porto. All right, the Lion keeps roaring. Let's talk about Juventus. Juventus lost to Elas Verona by two goals to one. Yeah, I also welcome to the show. Olua to be to talk about Juventus. Yeah, Juventus lost shockingly to Elas Verona by two goals to one. Ha. Uh, Tobeski, Cristiano Ronaldo is gone, but the problem remains for Juventus. What's happening to Tobeski, even after the return of uh, uh, Master Millionaire Allegri? 
Yeah. It's good to be back. Um, the Juventus issue is is more than Cristiano Ronaldo. If Cristiano Ronaldo was around, if Cristiano Ronaldo was still at Juventus, they would still be going through what they are going through. The signs have been there for the past three seasons. This thing started under Sari when Sari was appointed as as coach his first season. The signs were there, but the Juventus management ignored. This is what you get when you buy players that you don't need. You 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 buy players based based on opportunity, but you are not buying players based on necessity. Most of the players Juventus have, most of the players Juventus signed, players like Rabiot, Ramsey were not players they needed, but they were signed based on the opportunity available. Opportunity available to, to sign them. So this is what you get. I'm not surprised with what is happening, but I'm not just happy. As a fan, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. He will be happy. Things are getting worse. Cristiano Ronaldo won't solve this issue, even if he was around. Cristiano Ronaldo won't. He won't solve this issue. I'm very sure about that. I just hope the next few weeks, the team can just come together and know what they are doing and try and grind out results. Because we had the news this morning that they are going on a one-week training retreat. The players are not allowed to go home. They will stay in the training ground, in the training center for a whole week. They will keep on training, training and working hard. I hope something positive comes out from it. But for now, Juventus and Baka, I don't know who was passed. <laughs> Last time you were on the show, you were very excited and that was before the game between Juventus and Inter Milan, which ended in a one-hole draw. But ever since then, Juventus are yet to win a game. I mean, yes, we know, I mean, at this time, uh, it's safe to say that uh, Juventus are not going to win the league, but we didn't make the top four. Um, yes, all hope is not lost. They, they can still make top four. The league is out already, just like you said. They can't win the league again. I don't see them performing any miracle winning the league. Because the the league is more tougher now than than in previous years. The contenders, the rivals, the rivals you may have are now more stronger than they were in previous years. So the league is officially gone. But the top four, they can still finish in the top four because because those that are also in contention for the top four place are also not consistent. Let's take, for example, teams like Lazio, Atalanta, teams like Lazio, Atalanta, and even Roma. I feel those are the three teams that will challenge Juve for the top four place, for the fourth position or the top four place. So those teams are not consistent. We see, we saw what we see what Lazio is doing. They will win today, they will lose tomorrow. Roma has been finding it difficult for the past few weeks now. They are finding it difficult to get results. Mourinho is even confused. He doesn't know what to do. So, Juve can still make it to the top four. I've not lost hope about the top four. I know they can still make it to the top four. What they just need is rack up, rack up three, four, five straight wins. Rack up three, four, five straight wins. Then the confidence will be back. They will, they will climb up the table. The points, the points gap between them and the top between UV and the team in the fourth position, it's not much. So they can make up for that. They can make up for that. I'm still optimistic about the top four. So 
<laughs> All right, thank you, Mr. Mr. Optimist. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's good to be on the show. All right. Uh, at the Begamo, Atalanta paid out the 200 with Lazio. Uh, just to show you, I was right with my question when I said Atalanta. No? He paid out the 200 with Lazio. Good one. All right, let's move. Finally, let's talk about uh, the French League Hall. Particularly, let's talk about the point one we saw at the park the princess between Paris Saint Germain and Lille. It ended in a one hole. I mean, I mean, Paris Saint Germain defeated Lille by two goals to one. Uh, so, let's see what Kobe has to say about that encounter. Before the, before the match started, I was doing this However, when the match started, um, it was a different affair then. Considering the fact that Lily's coach lost their Dafa and a couple of key players, respected it to be a strong in the Papa PSG. However, Pochettino and his boys were not delivering in the first half. Messi was nowhere to be found as usual in the first half, making his fourth debut and his fourth debut without a goal as usual. Um, PSG took the league through a brilliant play from Briakimans and Ikone, which resulted to a brilliant finish. Um, but then the second half, when the second half after Pochettino decided to take off um, the goods himself, I think PSG they gradually grew into the game. But Neoma also, Neoma also surprisingly was not was not too much in the game. I really don't know what's wrong with the PSG side. They weren't they weren't too enterprising. Neither were they too confident on the ball. So I don't know. They, they, they ended up winning the match somehow thanks to Angel Di Maria's brilliance. Um, he scored the ball for um, Marquinhos and, and converted the winning goal. But then it wasn't really, really, it wasn't really an impressive display on my own part. But you know, still lacks. I don't know. I don't know if he if, if you know he doesn't know how to bring out the best in this page side. And also he has not found how to deploy the Messi, Mbappe, um, Di Maria and Elma together on the same field of play. I don't know. I don't know. It's really sad, yeah. Let's hope, let's hope he gets the best out of the race. All right. I mean, they stick up the league home standing with this one point, seven points ahead of the second or second place Nice. Yes, this is where we shall be joining the cuttings on the show. Don't forget that you can join us on Friday. I mean, don't forget to anticipate the next podcast of Time Football, which is the weekend we prepared to show, uh, where we shall be previewing the games that will be coming down, that will be going down in um, yeah, during the next weekend. Do have a great week. The name of the game.